It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizzapia. We got a great show for you today. The NBA Finals is beginning, and we're going to walk you through it with one of my favorite people. He is the host of In This League Podcast Network. You can also find his work at Line Star as well, hosting all their podcasts and so much more. He's the one, the only, Scott Bogman. Bogman, welcome to the show, my friend. I'm ready to talk a little NBA with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, this has been an exciting playoffs. And I know people are talking about whatever team wins is going to need an asterisk. I I don't like that narrative at all. I think that's dumb uh, because of all the injuries, because of, you know, all all the injuries. So uh, but, you know, staying healthy is part of it. So uh, I'm excited for the Suns Bucks finals. I think it's going to be a great one. And that's what we do have. We have the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks here. We got Giannis hopefully healthy enough to make a difference. We're going to get into that and a whole lot of the other narratives. But, you know, forget the asterisk because I think that's always a cop-out nonsense. You get there, you get there. That's what it is. But, I mean, these are two teams right now, Yeah, I would say, both efficient offenses, uh, good defenses. And at the end of the day, I mean, like, the, the teams that get to the finals are the ones that play both ends of the court. And not every team does that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We know that. So are you surprised at all that this is how it ended up? Not really. I mean, specifically after the injuries. I mean, you know, when Kawhi got hurt, I thought the the Clippers series for the Suns was going to be a tough one. But Kawhi got hurt. He wasn't able to play that series. So I was not surprised that the Suns buzzed past them. Uh, the Bucks. I, I think a lot of people were surprised that they got past the Nets. I just think really, uh, you know, Harden getting banged up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Irving going down in that series obviously hurt them a ton. But uh, I think that was just really a lack of experience together with those guys before that. So it's not surprising to me that the Bucks are playing the Suns in the playoffs at this point. I think I would have expected the Bucks a little bit more than the Suns, uh, you know, starting the playoffs. But uh, they burned through the Lakers. And after they burned through the Lakers, I knew they had a chance. So uh, it should be a really, really exciting one. And I know everyone wanted to anoint the Nets, you know, and all of that. But I think you're making up a great point, which is basically, you know, it does take kind of time for these things to gel together. And, and well, we say that teams. and Chris Paul walks right into Phoenix and takes him to the finals well, like he's Tom Brady. I mean, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> but more often than not, it is the former. More often than not, there's a little transition and yeah. they'll be back again together trying to, you know, do it all again. I don't know if Kyrie Irving will be back necessarily. We'll figure that all out. But. Now that we're looking at these two teams, what's your assessment in terms of momentum? Before we go breaking down, and we are, we're going to talk about game one. We're going to go through uh, Bogman's picks to win it all. We're going to talk about the wagering uh, prop bets, the MVP, and a few other things too, including how many games this series is going to go and how he thinks about that. But when you're looking at the assessment heading into the finals, momentum, uh, health, obviously both things kind of loom large right now. Who do you think kind of you know has all that stuff working for them a little bit more? I think the edge has to go to the Suns because, you know, GA is doubtful to play game one. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they think he's going to come back in the series because it is more of a day to day thing. I know our guy, Dr. Chow, has talked about how it's, uh, you know, it looks like he might be out for the playoffs. And maybe that's the case. Maybe they're just talking it up and all that because it kind of that hyperextension seemed pretty bad when it happened. But I think you have to give the momentum to the Suns because they're complete. Uh, They got more rest. They're coming in without having to change their dynamic. And I know Chuck 
you know, Charles Barkley said on TNT that he thinks that the best thing for the Bucks was GA going down because they move the ball more efficiently. More goes through Middleton than GA, you know, so uh, I, I get that. But that is a big time adjustment that you don't want to be making in your final seven games of the, the season. So uh, I think that the momentum side has to go to the Suns. All right, some key numbers here from betting pros before we jump into things here. Uh, look, the Milwaukee Bucks have lost only one home game this postseason. They're 7-1, and one, but they lost four games on the road. They're 5-4. and four. On the flip side, the Phoenix Suns were 6-2 and two on the road and 6-2 and two at home. So they've been good everywhere, and Phoenix has posted 116.5 points per game at home and 114 on the road this year. Uh, so look, as Bogman's kind of saying, it seems like right now Phoenix is the favorite, but... Let's go through this and try to figure out where we want to place our chips here when it comes to the NBA Finals. And let's start here with Game 1. Uh, it is in Phoenix. Right now, the Phoenix Suns are 6.5-point favorites in terms of the spread. The money line, you got plus 205 on the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Bucks minus 250 for the Phoenix Suns. And the over-under on this game is 219.5. So when it comes to Game 1 here right out of the gate, what about these numbers kind of makes you want to go to a certain spot. Obviously you have to lay a ton of money here. Phoenix is a heavy favorite in game one at home. No Giannis, all of those factors. But what do you think about the over under and the spread? Because it seems like there might be some possibility to make some money there. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to take the under on this. And, and you know, uh, I, I know you said these teams are both good on both sides, but they're both one and two in defensive efficiency. Uh, during the regular season. So I think taking the under, uh, what is it? 219 and a half and a half. Yep. Yeah. I think I take the under on game one. This is also going to be a weird, uh, you know, uh, I guess tone setting game as mm -hmm. well. Uh, I, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't, you know, I think the Suns are going to win and that's you, you're giving away too much to make money there. So I'm not going to bet the straight money line. I think I would take the Suns minus the six and a half. I think the atmosphere is going to be insane here in Phoenix for game one. The, the town, this is a basketball town. I, I've lived mm -hmm. here for over 25 years and this is a basketball town because the Suns were first. And th this is the second finals they've ever made. First one since 1993. The people are excited. There's a buzz in the air. It's going to be great. So I think that I, I'm going to take the Suns minus the six and a half if I'm betting on the game but I, I think my favorite bet is probably the under for tonight because they're going to kind of be playing it out, you know, feeling each other out. This is a, is going to be, I think this is going to be a long series and I think this is going to be a fun game one. The last time the Suns fans were this excited probably was going back to those Charles Barkley, Dan Marley, KJ kind of days. Those were some fun yeah. teams for sure. Uh, when Rex the Chapman was hitting big shots and not just the guy on, on Twitter, you know, <laughs> right, taking shots. Yeah, that's true. Now, when we're looking at the uh, series total games, when you're looking over on FanDuel for a sweep, uh, you've got a plus 600 number there, uh, which, again, seems a little unlikely. You know, sweeps are really just one team just blowing the other team out of the water. And I think that's going to be a tough sell here from the Milwaukee standpoint. Then you go to five games plus 240, six games plus 200, seven games plus 190. So all of a sudden it drops precipitously from that six to between 190 and 240. Where's the sweet spot for you if you're going to choose one of these in terms of the length of the series, how you see this probably going out? And and look, maybe maybe there is something to this idea that maybe Giannis isn't going to play. And if he doesn't, does this push you towards the 5-6 instead of the 6-7? 
No, I don't think it does. I think this is a six or seven for me. Uh, I think I would take six because it pays a little bit more. So I think that's where I would go with it. But I think this is a long series, even if GA doesn't play, because they, look, Milwaukee, after losing GA in the last two games against Atlanta, never lost the lead in those games. They are right. very efficient. So Chuck, you know, Chuck is saying this a little tongue in cheek because uh, you know, GA is one of the best players in the NBA. And of course your team is better if you have him, of course. but uh, you know, they, they move the ball efficiently. They, they look crisp without him mm. right now. So I think it's going to be, uh, you know, contested series, even if GA doesn't play at all. So I would, my, my pick would be six games. All right. When you're looking ahead to the series spread uh, in terms of winning and losing here, the Bucks winning by, uh, one and a half there uh, on the money line and the Suns minus one and a half plus 114 for the Suns minus 140. Any thoughts here on that number? I think I take the Suns minus, you know, the one and a half. So, okay. yeah, I, I, I think that's a pretty good bet, especially if I think it's going to end in six. That makes sense. All right. Well, if you think it's going to end in six, then I guess the question becomes, Who's the champion at the end of that series? Because right now, a consensus we're looking at is Phoenix Suns minus 200 and Milwaukee Bucks plus 175 to get in before the season uh, series, excuse me, begins. So, I mean, look, you know, when you come down to this, it's clear that Phoenix is the favorite in this. We've, we've kind of established that going in. But, you know, with the plus 175, is that enough to even get involved in the potential, I guess, upset? Because it's not a huge potential one either. So are you better off just kind of laying the favorite here, putting heavy money down on the favorite for the minus 200, playing it that way? And, and in a way, safe, but also probably the better investment considering all the, the possible negatives Milwaukee's dealing with in these series. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Suns minus 200. Like you said, uh, I'm I'm going to lay the bigger money. Uh, and, and I know sometimes that's harder to do, but, you know, it's just it, uh, the, the Bucks have such a big problem with GA. Mm -hmm. Even if he does come back, how effective is he going to be? Is it going to be like when the Lakers try to bring AD back and he's going to go right back out? You know, so uh, I think that uh, I, I would be I'd be putting more money on the longer you know, the, the minus 200 than I would be just plus that number is not big enough for me to take the bucks in this series without GA. Let me set up a scenario that is possible to play out. And I want to get your take on this in terms of the line potentially moving. So let's say the Suns are up two games to one. And then we get that fourth game. Giannis is back by the fourth game. Let's say he has okay. a huge game and the series is tied at two. Is that something where you, believe then a little bit more or do you think you just go right back and double down on the Phoenix Suns because all of a sudden maybe the Phoenix Suns favorite number in the negative column comes back a little bit from that minus two to maybe somewhere more like a 150 or even a 110 or something like that no if they, if GA plays and they take momentum on that game he has an enormous game he plays a bunch of minutes and he looks good I think I would you know I would they're taking momentum at that point, too. I would go back and bet on the Bucks. I just don't. My gut feeling is that G.A. is not going to play at all. You know, I, right. I know that they say he is. I hope he does. I would love to see him in the finals. You know, it always sucks when you see a guy finally get there, but he's banged up right. and he can't play. But I just have a feeling that he's not going to play in this series. All right, let's move forward here with the NBA Finals MVP and take a look at the numbers here. Chris Paul, the favorite, at plus 155. Devin Booker, plus 250. Then you've got Middleton at plus 550. Giannis at plus 650, which, I mean, if the guy plays 
and he plays well enough and pulls a Willis Reed. I mean, yeah. who's to say that that number doesn't pay off? Now, that's kind of the fun bet. Then you got Drew Holiday at 750 on the plus side and, you know, a few other guys like Brooke Lopez, 65 to 1. You're not going to talk about these guys. Let's talk about <laughs> the guys that really have a chance here because this is typically that star award. So you're getting a pretty decent number here, I think, with Chris Paul at plus 155. What are your thoughts on the favorite and what are your thoughts on the rest of this field? Yeah, I think, you know, my my favorite is definitely Chris Paul. And, and at that number, like you said, I, I like him. I, I don't. I don't see a way that the Suns win and he doesn't get the MVP. You know, mm -hmm. there's so much. This is the narrative. This is the storyline built into this finals. Is Chris Paul finally getting there, being the the difference for the Suns, you know, super emotional, making the finals for the first time. I don't see a way if the Suns win, he's not MVP. If the Bucks win, uh, I think there's a multitude of, of guys that could get in well, here. Let's and walk through those. What are what are some of those scenarios you can paint here for people who maybe want to get in, maybe on smaller wagers on some of these bigger odds a little bit just to hedge the Chris Paul. You know, you could drop a big number on Chris Paul at the plus 155. Right. You know, let, let's, you know, let's call him 100 on that. If you had 10 or 20 more to throw somewhere, where would you want to throw it? Right. Uh, well, Middleton, I think, is going to be the, the leading scorer for the Bucks. You've seen the ball run through him. Uh, he's a good defensive player, too. So, uh, you know, he's going to be stopping Booker or Paul or somebody and uh, and scoring on the other end. So I think he's the best buck, be best bet for the Bucks to win. I, I love GA best bet plus for your buck. That's actually catchy. that's right. I like that. <laughs> uh, GA plus 650 is great, especially if he comes back in game two or three, you know, uh, kind of unexpectedly. But you know, like, like I said before, I think that's kind of, it might be lighting your money on fire if the guy doesn't play. So I, I, I don't know that I would bet him. My other one, Brooke Lopez. Look, this number is enormous at plus 6,500 for Brooke Lopez. Mm -hmm. And he has, he has to shut down Aiton for the Bucks to have a shot here. And I think he can, he leads the playoffs in uh, block shots and steals. Uh, he's playing like, you know, he has, uh, he's doing all the HGH or something like he's Tom, Tom Brady. I mean, he is he is uh, turning back the clock right now and he looks fantastic. So if he is big and just frustrating Aiton and, uh, you know, the he, he's going to be one of the main factors in the Bucks if they win this series, he'll grab those rebounds, which both of these teams have been doing very well. He'll be stopping a big factor in Aiton. And he'll be big on uh, the offensive side, too. So um, I think throwing a couple shekels on Brooke Lopez isn't a bad bet at this gigantic number right here. All right. Well, let's dip into the pouch of shekels and talk about uh, the top scorer. Uh, we have Devin Booker at minus 155. Again, this number's from the FanDuel Sportsbook specifically. Uh, Chris Middleton at plus 185. Then, of course, you go to Giannis, who we're slightly concerned about. You've got Aiden, Chris Paul, Drew Holiday, all at uh, 10 to 1. But what are your thoughts here about Booker Middleton here? Because these are the two favorites. Obviously, you're getting a much better number with the plus 185 on Middleton, minus 155 on Booker. Is it a stay away because you think it's Booker or you think Middleton really has a shot at this? Nah, anything anything not Booker in this series is a sucker's bet. So it's uh, it's definitely Booker. I love Middleton and he'll probably lead the Bucks in scoring, but they'll still spread it out. I mean, uh, Booker can go absolutely off. So uh, I think it's Booker. I don't think it's close and there's no one else I'd bet on. 
All right. Well, let's take a look then at Booker's number, shall we? Because that number, look at the segue. So good. 28 and a half right now. That is the number they've set for his series point average. Minus 113 on both sides on the over on the under. So 28 and a half. Obviously, it's a good number. This is what they do. They set these really good numbers. So do you want to go over, under, or is it a stay away and instead you just kind of maybe double down and put more money over on Booker being the top point scorer at the minus 155? That's what I would do. I I don't. This is such a good number, like you said. You know that they're they're paid to make good numbers. So uh, this is such a good number. But I think with both these teams being uh, defes- defensively efficient, I mean Drew Holiday probably um, drawing uh, Booker if he is absolutely going off. I think it's going to be under that if I had to bet one. But I think I'd stay away from that number. All right, there you have it. You know, there's one more on here too. Just since you mentioned Brooke Lopez. Let's throw it out there, too, because maybe you see a little uh, possibility here. The number for Brooke Lopez in terms of his series point average, 14 and a half is the over under uh, your thoughts on that. Um, I I don't have a good feel for that number. I, I okay. think I think that's a good number. I would say I'd probably say under if I had to pick something, but I'm more I'm more on Brooke Lopez frustrating eight and you know, maybe getting to the foul line. So maybe you, you would go over on that. But uh, I I like Lopez winning the MVP uh, as a long shot, of course, mm-hmm. um, just throwing, you know, 10, 15 bucks on whatever it is because of his defensive side, not because right. of his scoring, although he right. can't score. Very good. All right. So now that the NBA season's kind of, you know, almost at the end here, your big takeaways going into next season. Cause I know you're an NBA guy. So I'm just kind of yeah. curious what you think kind of carries over. Are we going to get a better, more complete version of the nets next year? Or are you going to get the Lakers kind of reconfigured? Like, where do you think things are going here in this off season? Yeah. I mean, uh, of course we're going to have the Olympics and a lot of these guys are playing through that too. Right. But uh, I-, I am looking forward to these players getting rest because they really didn't, you know, they didn't get any rest last year and it was, uh, rough and the injuries are piling up. And this is why part of the reason why they want to have the asterisk right uh, on mm-hmm. this finals, because this year has been so littered with injuries. So I'm looking forward to the, uh, you know, a real NBA draft, a real summer league, the Olympics and resting these players so that going into next year, um, you know, they come in healthier and we don't see them break down so quick. I, that's really my, my biggest takeaway from this weird 2020 2021 season so uh i i think it's going to be way more fun if we see our stars like lebron and and curry and clay thompson back the warriors are going to be good the nets are going to be great um you know the the lakers are going to be in there the suns are going to be back with this crew for the most part so uh it's going to be very very exciting next year and it's it's way more wide open than it has been i think all right, so Suns and Six, is that where we're going here, Boggs? Suns and Six, yeah, I know. I, sh- I should say Suns and Four because the Suns and Four guy, but I'm taking Suns and Six. Suns and Four oh. guy was certainly a character, that's for sure, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, what a profit he would be if that ended up becoming the sweep and what a lot of money. One can only imagine that guy is making the Suns and Four wager. One can only hope yes. that he's doing that. He's got to stay on brand, after all, Pog, and that's what you do. Now, Scott Bogman's always on brand. You can follow him on the Twitter machine, at Bogman Sports. And again, check out InThisLeague.com, and you can join that Patreon ITL army. they got great content over there covering all the sports 
and everything in between and very entertaining at that. Plus, you could also check out uh, all the work they do for Sports Grid. Also, Boggs, thanks so much for hanging out with us for a little while, talking about NBA Finals. We hope everybody enjoys the close to the NBA season. And hopefully we may we'll get some Giannis in there. And that would be nice to see because it would be a good story. And God knows I'm a sucker for a good story. So let's hope that he's healthy enough to make an appearance or two at least and make things interesting. Other than that, Suns and Six feels about right to us here. So that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Bogman, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. (laughs) 